Hello, and welcome to the Safe to Hope podcast. My name is Anne Marie, and I'm the executive director for Help Her and the host of this podcast. On the Safe to Hope, Hope Renewed in Light of Eternity podcast, we help women tell their story with an eye for God's redemptive purposes. All suffering is loss, but God leaves nothing unused in his plans. We want to help women see his redemptive thread throughout their circumstances and then look for opportunities to join with God in his transformational work. You've been Author and counselor Darby Strickland is here to help us build a framework for how we'll guide storytellers through the process by first discussing with me storytelling. I want you to get to know and love as I do and welcome our guest, Darby Strickland. Darby is a counselor and faculty member for the Christian Counseling and Education Foundation. She is the author of the very helpful book, Is It Abuse? a biblical guide to identifying domestic abuse and helping victims. She is also a contributor to the free web-based training curriculum, Becoming a Church that Cares Well for the Abused. Darby has a Master of Divinity degree in counseling from Westminster Theological Seminary. She currently teaches a course on counseling people in abusive marriages. She and her husband, John, have taken great delight in homeschooling their three children. Darby also serves on the Help Her Board, so it is my pleasure and privilege to glean from her wisdom and compassion for women on a regular basis, and I'm excited for you all to learn from her as well. Darby, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. This is a great opportunity to get to speak to some sufferers who really need to understand God's heart for them as their lives have unfolded. Absolutely, yes, and I've enjoyed listening to you um, discuss story in other uh, conferences and venues, and I'm excited that um, now our audience is going to be able to hear that as well. Um, But before we start talking about language as important to our story, let's talk a little bit about even the importance of story. I mean, so many secular therapies reference story in a healing process, but before they recognize the significance, God wrote a story right? His story. Mm -hmm. How can we in the church interpret that, the importance of that, the importance of storytelling? Yeah. I think if we even just think about scripture and the purpose of scripture, it's for our benefit, right? He wrote his story because we are part of it. And he wrote his story in such a way we identify with it. Um, And there's this great and glorious story of redemption Um, and we can get caught up in it. And part of that is because the Bible encapsulates so much story. I think when, if you think when we were younger and we went to Sunday school, we heard stories and we thought of them as what is the moral we're supposed to get out of the story? Like we just, you're introduced to the characters, who's bad, who's good. How am I supposed to walk away and live righteously? And really the stories in scripture are so much more sophisticated than that. And they're multi-layered. And even as we move through our lives and we reread the same stories, we take different things out of them. And so I think we, if we really look at why God embedded stories 
in the Bible, it's because he's trying to teach us something about himself in them and something about how he relates to his people in them. And that is ultimately what we want to do in our storytelling of our lives is we want to learn more about who the Lord is and more about how the Lord relates to us. Right. I mean, I, I love what you're saying about um, God telling his story. So we're um, learning more about him. I mean, that is the Bible, right? It is the story that tells us where we're from. Um, it tells us who we are. It tells us, of course, who he is. Mm -hmm. um, and then, too, I think the stories are the connection that um, show us the relationship, too. Because, you know, when, when we see the characters, if you will, in the scriptures um, and how they're in relationship with God, I think that also gives us opportunity to look at our story and, and see that same, that connection with him. Um, but then, okay, so let's go on to the, the first topic that um, I think you articulate so well, you articulate everything well, but in the language mm -hmm. um, and using the right language in our stories. And this is what I'll be helping some of the women do as they tell us their stories on this podcast and even using the biblical language. So can you help us understand that a little? Yeah, I think when we look at the Bible, we see that it doesn't shy away from giving details. It tells stories of anguish, right? So if we even just took look about redemptive history, all throughout God's good story for his people, they're interrupted by stories of murder and infanticide and, and rape. Um, forced marriages, slavery, right? Corruption, oppression. And there are these pauses in scripture that talk about a, a lot of sin and a lot of wounds that God's people carry. Um, and in a sense, God does not shy away from using graphic language in his word to his people, accurate language. Um, and, and so we get a sense of what happened in, in a real technicolor way. And I think that's often important. We, we often tell our stories um, in ways that are more veiled. We're afraid to expose the details of what happened sometimes. And, and I think scripture just poses us the invitation to do two things. And one is what I'm saying here is to tell my story in great detail in a way that's accurate for the benefit of community, right? It's not the Bible doesn't share details, just event, but it shares for the benefit of self and others and to improve your relationship with the Lord. And the Bible also details in storytelling um, anguish and how to express anguish and lament before the Lord. And so those are the two things we're looking for is where as someone is learning to tell their story, they're not gonna start out in an organized way. They're going to have to scramble to use language, but that's the place that we want them to arrive. Um, very important point. I think you just touched on, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add to that, but, um, I, I often feel like, you know, sharing even my own story, am, am I in danger of slandering or am I in danger of gossiping? Mm -hmm. Um, and what you just said about, it's not about venting it's in the scriptures. The stories are told for the benefit of another. Do you have any, can you add to that a little bit? Yeah, that's something actually I'm thinking a lot about right now. And that's a very difficult um, thing to navigate because in some senses, we want to honor the image bearer and even the people who are fallen and who are sinning. And so what does that look like? Um, 
scripture talks also very clearly about enemies, right? And there are a class of people that seek to do us harm, that devise malice, that plot, right? And I don't know that we want to protect the reputation of that as much as scripture calls us to expose, but there's great wisdom and discernment as to where I should be exposing that, right? I want to be exposing that to people who can help me protect them from doing more harm because that's actually loving an offender is limiting their ability to sin and to do more harm. And so we have to be very careful. When does that cross into slander? Those are, they're really high level questions. So I think about it as we, we want to love our enemies and how we speak. Um, Satan wants nothing more than us to sound like him mm. when we interface and we talk about our enemies. But we really want to image Christ so that we are known as Christians, even when we stand up against great evil. And that is a very hard thing to do and a high calling for victims. And that's something that I think that's why your ministry is so important, Anne-Marie, because there's layers and hours and hours of conversations that had to happen for someone to be healed enough to be able to do that in front of other people well. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a difference between what I'm saying in a private convert counseling conversation where we're processing and there's a raw lament versus how do I do this strategically for the good of the community? Yeah. For the good of Christ's body, for the good of the church. Um, yes. And one of the things that we are going to be very careful about on our podcast is um, speaking mostly as we can about ourselves in the story um, mm -hmm. and not necessarily talking about the other um, only as it relates to how it can further the, the progress of telling that story. Um, but, but also just not naming names. We're not in this to out people, um, criticize people um, or accuse people because that's, we're not an organization that is um, about investigation if you will so it's it's more like you're saying it is it's part of the healing process and it's part of learning how um even to like you said earlier organize your thinking about how to even think about your story how to put categories around it um, and right because you're uh, on trip to say their story is going to be useful to someone else who has a similar story that they can't yet recognize that what's happening to them is wrong right Right. And so this it's for the benefit of the community in a beautiful way. Yeah, it is uh, oftentimes. And you probably see this in your counseling um, practice as well. That is how women, victims, men come to realize, wait a minute, this isn't right. If what that person experienced and is telling me is, you know, how they came to their conclusions of. Um, understanding it biblically and that it's wrong and evil or sinful or whatever, I am in that same position and, and now I can start processing. So yeah, very much for the benefit of others. And um, the more we can use, like you had said, biblical categories um, and be more precise about the specific sins that someone has endured and encountered instead of just using what we tend to use euphemisms, the more directly someone will relate the specifics of their story mm -hmm. as well. So precise language is really important and we want our language to be precise in that the words that we use are actually found throughout scripture, mm -hmm. right? The word distress is everywhere in scripture, 
um, the word, um, you know, evil sexual desires resides in scripture. So there's these categories that if, if the more our language is shaped by scripture, it's going to be easier for someone not just to re hear their own story, but then bring their story to scripture and find help there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean that again, it's just another way for somebody to understand God really does um, understand um, what I've suffered. Actually, I was thinking about it this week when we look at the suffering passages and us joining together with Christ's sufferings, they mm -hmm. were his first, you know? Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so looking at scripture to find those descriptor descriptors of his suffering, even, I love that, um, giving it categories, giving that language to it. Um, yeah, even where it says Christ was reviled, Mm, right. That's just yeah. a different word with a different impact. Right. And yeah, it just opens up a different level of understanding and imagery for us. But if I can understand my experience of, oh, I was reviled, I now can connect that to how Christ went through that as well. Yep. Yep. Whole new level of healing that takes place. Mm -hmm. um, and again, on the podcast, one of the things I'll be carefully walking through with with any of the storytellers is not using labels. I mean, that's, that's a tendency. And I think it can even be kind of a lazy tendency to just, you know, slap a label on it. And because we all speak that language, we'll understand what each other means, but I'm not going to assume that everybody in our audience, in particular pastors and church leaders who spend more of their time exegeting scripture for a sermon than they do for a counselee. I'm not going to assume they know what that label means. So I want the storytellers to use specific like descriptors, behavioral descriptors of, of the things that happen. Um, and then two, again, the biblical language is what a pastor is going to be able to understand better um, than the label, you know, this sometimes secular label. We're going to pause here today and look forward to the next time Darby and I speak about the importance of storytelling as it relates to healing and how to point the storyteller toward hope. Join us again as we further our understanding with Darby Strickland about language and storytelling on the Safe to Hope podcast. You can learn more about Darby's books and find a link to purchase in our show notes. For women wondering if what you are experiencing is domestic abuse, Darby's book, Is It Abuse?, is incredibly helpful. Those who minister in the church will also find her work very beneficial. Safe to Hope is a production of Help Her. Our executive producer is Anne-Marie Goudsward. Safe to Hope is written, mixed, and edited by Anne-Marie Goudsward, with assistance from Matt McQuaid. Music is from The Detour, featuring Savannah Locke, Sarah Kroger, and Tamar Chip, and licensed by Integrity Music. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of Story with Darby Strickland. Hope you enjoyed this episode in the Safe to Hope podcast series. Safe to Hope is one of the resources offered through the Ministry of Help Her, a 501c3 that provides training, resources, 
and the people necessary in order for the church to shepherd women well. If you'd like more information or would like to speak to someone about your ministry goals, go to helpherresources.com. That's helpherresources.com.